Welcome to the Strong Men, Strong Marriages podcast. Here we are on a mission to get strong, get attractive, and get the marriage of our dreams. I'm your host, Mike Frazier. Let's do this. All right, men, welcome to today's episode of Strong Men, Strong Marriages, how to overcome disconnection in marriage. So this happens commonly. And so I'm going to use a very personal example right now. You know, my wife and I are feeling a little bit disconnected. And so I just want to go through kind of the steps we're going to take. And I'll kind of give a follow-up as we, you know, keep improving through this. But this happened before. You know, you're going to hit times of disconnection in your marriage. And this is why I say with guys, you know, in the program and as I'm, you know, inviting guys into the program that are good fits, you know, this happens. You're going to have times where you do disconnect, where you do have conflict. And, you know, Elizabeth and I, we've been able to manage these disconnections many times in the past. So there's no reason we won't be able to this time. I just want to walk you through those steps that we're going to take. Um, But it's not fun when you're in this situation. You know, it's not fun right now. So I don't want you to think that, like nothing bad ever happens in my marriage <laughs> just, just because I'm doing this. You know, I fall into some of the same old patterns sometimes and it's frustrating, disappointing, but you know, you can get through it when you have the tools. So I'm going to share that with you guys today. So my name is Mike Fraser, MD. I am a psychiatrist and marriage coach, and I help high achieving Christian men have more intimate marriages. All right. So let's share our weekly wins. This is from guys that are in our program, Love, Intimacy, and Legacy. So yeah, we, we talked last week about, you know, when our wife complains about things, like how do we manage that? And a big part of it is just managing our emotions, understanding that she's really sharing something important with us. So as we can manage our emotions and really listen to her, um, you know, that lets her feel free. It kind of lets that wound heal as we listen to those things that she's sharing with us. So, you know, one particular guy in the program is doing just a really great job of this and, you know, really managing that. Well, a few of the guys, right. But, uh, they're really doing great with this. Um, another thing that happens when you work on your relationship with your wife, like the skills you learn, they translate to other relationships with work, with your kids. Right. So one of the gentlemen, he's just having a great connection with his kids. They're, they're showing, sharing things that are difficult, you know, struggles that they're having, they're being vulnerable because, you know, this guy, he's a safer place to be now, which is really cool. Um, you know, allowing space in positive ways. So, uh, you know, some people come in and they're facing a separation or close to it, or they do like an in-home separation where you're not in the same bed, but you're in the same like place. And so, you know, just managing your emotions through that, being able to still connect in positive ways to not throw a fit, to not get super depressed, right? It's okay to feel sad and all that, but you still want to interact it with your wife in ways that are kind and positive. You know, she doesn't, she, she needs space. And this is something I teach the guys. She needs space when she says that. She needs space from you being a mosquito, from being negative, from not listening to her, right? And so when you can adjust that, and when she's around you now, she feels heard, she feels listened to, you know, then she doesn't need as much space because she feels safe with you. She's able to communicate with you, okay? Um, overcoming disagreements. So guys, they're, they're facing disagreements and this is what we're going to talk about today. Like it happens, but being able to get through those and just come out the other side, more connected, you know, guys are doing that in the program now when before they would not have been able to, right. Having days of just really great connection with family and friends and with your wife, right. Across all areas, mental, emotional, physical, all of that, right. Guys are experiencing that, seeing those smiles, feeling great. 
Okay. Managing overwhelm. So again, when you can manage your emotions well, when you have really just busy days that would usually stress you out a ton, when you have the skills of managing your emotions, that doesn't happen. You're able to work through it well. Uh, you know, one of the guys says it was just a day he'd remember for a really long time because he was able to manage it in such a more effective way. Okay. So that's what happens. It translates everywhere into your work, into everything. Uh, delivering your apology letter. Uh, you know, one of the guys we keep delivering his apology letter. It's hard. It's hard to do this, but so powerful, so meaningful. You know, he's able to really do it in a great way. So I'm super proud of him. Um, my son this week, he shared with me that he's interested in doing some coaching, which is huge for me because, you know, I went into this because I feel like it's what I'm meant to do. It's what I, you know, yeah, I feel like this is the gift that I can give to the world. And so for him to kind of see that and think, Hey, maybe that's for me too, is really cool. But also like just to show him that, yeah, you can do this for a living, right. And make a good living doing it is really cool. So, all right. So again, sharing with where we're at, like the past few weeks, my wife and I, we have, we felt more disconnected. You know, part of this is because we're just really busy with the kids right now. They, uh, we've got four kids in sports, um, you know, and one of them is teenager. He's got stuff going on. So two of them are teenagers, but it's just busy. Like every, every night we're running kids different places, you know, Elizabeth and I haven't had a lot of time to talk each day. Um, so I kind of went into an old pattern where last night I got really kind of overwhelmed. Uh, I think part of it was because I was feeling that disconnection and, you know, so I tried to get attention by acting in like a negative way. You know, I kind of blamed Elizabeth for, uh, for things and, you know, it, it turned into a really good and important discussion that, that we had where, you know, we were both able to express some of the things that we were frustrated with, you know, that the, the other person was doing. Right. Um, so for Elizabeth, you know, she, she told me that her big concern is that she feels like I haven't really been listening very well to her when she talks. I think she's right. I think I have been, uh, maybe overly focused on work and, um, which is funny. I mean, my work, right. Is helping guys have better marriages and, you know, focusing on that more than, you know, my own marriage. Right. And not really following through because kind of, they're, they're kind of related. Right. So she asked me to do some things. I'll be like, Oh yeah, I'll do that. Right. And then just forgetting, you know, not following through sometimes really is saying things that I, I just don't hear. And, you know, but a big part of that's because I'm just not paying that much attention, you know? So in the program, we talk about mental rehearsals. My mental rehearsal right now is when she talks really like visualizing it or writing it down. It's like last night, she, she mentioned a few things. I wrote them all down to just make sure that I prioritize them. You know, and before I got into record this podcast, I made sure I did some of those things, right? So I'm actually following through. Um, so, and then I also feel like she hasn't been doing what I would like her to do, but the, but she brought up, Hey man, like I actually want to help you, but you don't, you're not very clear on what you want from me, which is hundred percent accurate. Um, that's something I've struggled with our whole marriage really is just being clear on what I want. Um, you know, sometimes I'll make the mistake a lot of guys make and just say, well, I want more sex. Right. But she's like, look, man, I've got to feel connected first. And so that can lead to a like big issue. Well, she won't give me sex. You won't give me connection, but it doesn't have to. Right. And like, I, I know this now I used to think, oh, well, I, now you can't accomplish anything, but it's just not true. Right. For me, 
Like these are things I want to do anyway. I want to be someone that listens to my wife. I want to be somebody that, you know, does prioritize her and that does follow through on his commitments, you know, and as I do that, the connection comes because, uh, you know, probably a couple of months ago, I was doing a lot better than that. And our connection was just a lot better. Right. And I think I was probably doing better on asking for things I wanted. You know, Elizabeth does a lot for me and, you know, even last night, like I realized that like the whole day she had done a bunch of really nice stuff for me. She made dinner. She, you know, went and got some groceries when I didn't feel like it. So I could just like sit and watch a game with my son. Um, you know, so she'd done a lot of things, but I like took offense to stuff anyway. It was, and I knew it, like I, I knew that was happening, but again, it was just kind of like an old pattern of a negative, um, way of bringing up some concerns. Like I felt the disconnection. And so my old pattern has been like start a fight when I feel this connection. That's kind of what I did last night. Um, so the other thing she mentions is she's kind of feeling the mosquito cycle with sex where, you know, maybe I have been more, uh, like that, you know, of wanting that kind of being manipulative around that. And I actually don't think that's totally accurate. There's probably a little bit of that, And, you know, she also recognized, yeah, you know, part of that is my past, you know, she has, she went through some really bad trauma. Um, and so, you know, she's like, yeah, some of that probably is me, um, which is fair. Right. Um, so, you know, that was the, you know, that was the conversation that we had. Um, but it's important, right? That's intimate communication. That's actually sharing with each other what's going on. Right. I feel like I was able to listen better last night. Um, even though we'll get to this, like I misinterpreted some things that I had to clarify this morning, but so again, like my frustration when I heard this is I felt really stupid, right? Because this is what I work on with guys listening to what your wife says, you know, following through on your commitments. We kind of check ourselves on that every day. And the, the funny thing is like, we rank ourselves on that every day in the program. And I was actually like making, ranking myself pretty high most days. Um, but Elizabeth wasn't feeling that. And that's why it's useful to get feedback, right? Get feedback from her. Hey, like, do you feel like I'm actually listening when you say, Hey, like what percent of the time do you feel like I'm actually following through on what I tell you I'm going to do and be ready for that feedback? Cause you might think you're at like 90% and then your wife might say, Oh, like 10%. <laughs> that's probably what my wife would say right now. Probably like 5%. Um, and when I look, right, and she gives me the example, she's actually right. You know, like I've, I've said, yeah, I'll set these things up and then I haven't. Um, and, you know, I've been doing the mistakes that I told the guys that they make, right, of minimizing that, of saying, oh, I just forgot, right, versus saying, hey, like, that's really kind of letting you down here. Um, so, uh, and again, th- that was another pattern, though, is like when I was feeling out, oh, like, this is me, you know, I feel so bad, I don't do this. That's another mistake I tell the guys that they make is making it about them right? Saying like, okay, you know, uh, don't make it about you, right? Your wife feels bad. Don't make it about me feeling dumb that I don't do that. You know, make it about her. Like, wow, that probably feels really bad, especially when I'm like trying to help these other guys. And then, you know, here I am not doing it with you. That probably makes you feel like not a priority, right? So how do we get through this, right? How do we, how are we going to get through this time of disconnection? Because I know we are, right? Like I said, we've gotten through it. We've got the tools, right? We'll get through it. So one of the things that we need to do, right, is clarify some things. So, you know, last night, Elizabeth said a couple things that I really interpreted in the wrong way. So like, um, since I started doing marriage coaching full time, uh, our schedule has shifted a little bit, um, to where, 
you know, I used to be able to pick kids up in the afternoon. And now, uh, at least for the moment, most days I'm not, you know, I have calls in the afternoon. It's a, it's a good time typically for, for a lot of guys to connect. And so those afternoon spots tend to fill up, which is fine. Um, but I kind of feel bad about that. Right. Cause I feel like, man, you know, I used to be able to pick up the kids and help my wife in that way. And now I can't. So I feel kind of bad about that. Um, and I, and I was kind of like taking that out on her, right. Taking that out on her that, or, or like believing that she felt that same way that I was like failing her by not being able to pick the kids up when, and when I clarified that with her, she's like, well, I was like, yeah, that's how I feel. I, I think you, you think I'm failing you by not being able to pick the kids up. And she was like, no, like not at all. I don't feel that one bit. Like I'm actually really proud of the stuff that you're doing. Um, it felt really good to hear that, you know? Um, and that was one of the things I made of a request of hers. Like, Hey, if you could just remind me of that. Right. Um, you know, it, and again, this is what we talk about kind of balancing, right? You want to ask for what you want. You're only responsible for what you do, right? But you can still ask for what you want, right? Um, your wife probably wants to do things for you. You know, you probably want to do things for your wife. And you also want to match like what you do with what they care about, you know? So um, anyway, so yeah, she clarified that, you know, there's something else she said that I found really hurtful. And then I like said, Hey, is this what you meant by that? She's like, no, like not at all. Right. So I just totally missed it again because of my own, whatever, my own interpretation, my own filters, my own baggage, all of that. So, um, you know, a lot of times that happens, something that our wife says it quote unquote triggers us, which to me, that just means it brings up old hurts or old feelings that, maybe don't have anything to do with your marriage at all. Maybe they have to do with your upbringing or whatever, right? So that happened to me. And and again, it like puts up these weird filters where you really hear things totally incorrectly. Um, And so sometimes you have to come back later, right? And you clarify, you're like, hey, is this really what you meant there? A lot of times your wife will probably be like, no, that's really not what I meant. (laughs) So, you know, you come back, you clarify, right? Is that what you meant? Is that really what happened? Okay. So, Right. And then, you know, we, we got clear on what we wanted. Okay. So, so again, you share what's going, what the frustrations are, right. Um, you clarify, right. You make sure you understand each other well, and then, you know, you ask for what you want. So for me, uh, what she's asking of me is really listening to understand her, right. When she talks, paying attention, you know, which I have not been very good at. Um, and then following through on my commitments. Okay. Also, she like put a, a list together a while ago. We did this on a date night. It was her idea um, where we just wrote down what helped us feel valued and loved by the other person. We jotted that down. So I'm going to go back and review that and, uh, you know, do some of those things too. But my main focus is really listening and paying attention when she talks. Um, so, so again, I thought I was doing well on that, but I wasn't, right? I really wasn't. I was minimizing and I was distracted, right? So it was a good check for me. Um so then, uh, for me, the things I'm asking of her, a few things around the house that are important to me, you're reminding me that she's proud of me. Right. And again, not that that's her job, but she asked, right. She's like, dude, you don't ask me to do much for you. So like, I want to do things for you. Just like, let me know what's going to make a difference. You know, so it was good for me to be able to, to express that to her. Yeah. So again, we're both responsible for our own emotions, right. But it's okay to ask for what we want and it's important right? That shares it's, it's vulnerable, right? Because your wife might say no, 
but you also just own that as you know your desire, which is fine. It's important to have desires and things that you want. Okay. And then that allows us to serve and help each other in ways that we actually, you know, respect for each other or that we appreciate from each other. You know, the, the five love languages, it, it's a useful tool, right? It doesn't do it on its own, um, but it's a useful way to realize that like, okay, you know, maybe, um, uh, you know, a, a note from me doesn't mean as much and you'd rather have me clean the dishes, right? That means more to you. Um, just important to understand that Stephen Covey talks about this with like the emotional bank account, like what's a deposit for one person might be withdrawal for another. So it's just getting clear, like, what is it, you know, what is it that, uh, that your wife appreciates? What is it that you appreciate and being clear on expressing that to each other and take some reflection, right. And probably some experimentation. Okay. What do I appreciate? What does my wife appreciate? How do we share that with each other? Okay. Right. So as a summary, how do you overcome disconnection? How are my, how are Elizabeth and I going to overcome this disconnection we're feeling right now? So one is to share frustrations with each other. Just let each other know like what's going on, the concerns that you're feeling. Hey, I do feel disconnected. I, I do feel like you're not listening. Hey, I do feel like you're not, you know, uh, supporting me with the, the kids, whatever it is, right? So you share those frustrations. That's intimate communication, meaning sharing something important to you, even though your spouse might not like it. Okay, that's what I define as intimate communication. So then you, you, you want to get clear on what you actually want, right? You don't want to just complain, you know, part of that, it is kind of part of it, sharing the frustration, sort of complaining, right? But then you, you can't just end it there, right? You need to figure out what you actually want to have happen. Okay. So you clear on what you want. Then sometimes that takes some thought and some experimentation, right? Then you ask for what you want. Okay. Here's what I like you to do. That takes courage, right? It takes you believing you have value to ask for what you want. Okay. It takes courage knowing she might not do it or he might not do it. Right. So and then you want to make sure you listen to what your wife wants. Right. And that takes consideration. So it takes courage to ask for what you want. It takes consideration to listen to what your wife wants. You know, that's what Stephen Covey defines as the, the definition of maturity is the balance of courage and consideration. I like that definition. So then you got to follow through on your commitments. So, so again, my wife's like, dude, just pay attention when I talk, right? Follow through on what you say. Pretty basic stuff. So for me, I've got to do that now. Like that takes integrity. You know, that's what I need to follow through on. Right? And then just have faith that you're going to get through it and the good stuff is going to happen, you know? And so that does require faith. If you're a Christian person, you can, you know, believe in God that that's going to happen. Like, it just is the right thing to do to listen and pay attention to your wife. It's the right thing to do to follow through on the stuff you say you're going to do. Right. So when I do that, I can have faith that good is going to come in one way or another. And because really Elizabeth and my relationship is overall really pretty good. Um, you know, and a lot of times great, right. Right now it's just, we're in a dip, right. And it's okay right? We know how to get through it. And this is how we're going to get through it. So having faith and, you know, it can help you, you know, to look back and say, okay, like we have gotten through things in the past and here's how we can do it. Now, if you've had a lot of struggles doing that, you may need to learn some of these skills, right? You may need to learn how do you have intimate communication? How do you really make clear requests? How do you do a really good job of listening, manage your emotions well enough to listen to your wife? Okay. And that's what we learn in love, intimacy, and legacy. And that's why these guys are having really great results. They're learning these skills. Okay. And able to do it. And like I said, just 
creating great connections, great wins with their wife, with their kids, you know, with work, right? It works everywhere when you learn these relationship skills. So visit strongmenstrongmarriages.com and apply to join. Love Intimacy and Legacy. Love to have you in there. You know, this is a journey we're taking together and, um, you know, skills that we uh, we are all practicing and working on. Like there's daily posts and accountability you do. I do them with you because look, this stuff happens, right? Disconnection happens. And, you know, I want to be uh, not just acting like everything's great all the time, but sharing how we're getting through the difficulties that we do have. Okay. And I'll keep you updated as we uh, as we work through this time of disconnection, because we'll get through it. Um, just going to take these skills that we're talking about. All right. And you can learn them with me and with the other guys in love, intimacy, and legacy. Again, this is for high achieving Christian men who want more intimate marriages. All right. So guys, head over to strongmenstrongmarriages.com, apply to join, and uh, I will see you next episode. Stay strong. I'll see you next episode. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please leave a review on iTunes and share the episode with a friend so we can help create stronger men and stronger marriages across the world. And if you're ready to take your strength training and your marriage to the next level, visit strongmenstrongmarriages.com to learn how. I'll see you there.